Welcome to the Harbour City Podcast. We are a church in the East African port city of Durban, South Africa. Get to know us better at harbourcity.co.za or at Harbour City DBN on social media. We are currently going through the book of Galatians and we hope you enjoy this message. Alrighty, I've got a story to share. Uh, it's a recent story a friend of mine told me. Um, so it's a story of a man who, uh, in your liking, you can substitute the tavern to a bar, uh, but he lived next to a tavern. So the story goes, uh, this man will often um, leave his house and he'll go to a tavern and try by all means not to drink too much, you know, uh, just so he can get back home to his family and his wife. Uh, but on this one particular day, actually to be a Friday, uh, he decided that he will go a little bit of an extra mile. And uh, he took a uh, few shots, few drinks, and he still felt okay, you know. He's like, nah, I can still see everybody. I'm still good. Um, and giving him some little bit of pressure to like, no, man, we can still go for another round. It's a Friday you know, just loosen up a little bit. It's like, okay, cool, I'm good, guys. And then he went on. By the time he realized, it's like, flip, time has went past, and it's, it's almost 10. And the barman was closing the tavern. He's like, guys, I have to chase you out. It's time to go home. So the guy leaves. Uh, when the guy leaves, he realizes, oh, shepherd, I think I had too many drinks. I can't walk. And he falls. And then he tries, like he's really crawling on the ground on his way out to the door. He's like, okay, cool. I got out of the door. He looks around. It's like, okay, nobody sees me. And he continues, continues, continues. It's like, okay, there are no cars. Let me do one more. And then he crawls again, crawls again on the other side of the road. And then he continues. He looks around again. He's like, oh, the lights are off. There's nobody home. It's like, he goes in, he goes in, he goes in. And then I... He looks around again. He's like, oh, the door is open this time. I mean, his door at this time. Yeah, the wife is not home. As he opened the door and lends himself in, the wife starts shouting, Johnny, is that you? All of a sudden, the bell rings. He's like, yes, it's me. He's like, did you go drinking again? He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, I know you did because you left your wheelchair in the bar. <laughs> If he didn't, so whatever. <laughs> had his wheelchair with him all along. <laughs> Woo! Glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Joking. Um, so, we're back on Galatians. As Paul, an apostle, sends, sends not from man or by man, but by Jesus Christ, the God. The, sorry, God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with him. To the churches in Galatia, grace be with you from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
um, why this matters is because Paul's message was unique or was different to the message of the rest of the apostles. Uh, his message uh, was to go to um, the Gentile churches. Um, his message was the message of grace, the message of Jesus. Um, so that's why he begins his letters in this way, that I did not receive it by man, but take it and through God. So that's why he begins his passage like this. A quick overview of what's happening in um, Galatians uh, is that many Jews at the time believed that to be truly saved meant you had to be circumcised. Um, this was this became a popular thought as many Jews went to the gentle churches one to force believers to be circumcised and to, to undermine Paul's message of the gospel of grace, which was different from other apostles. Paul was angry with was Paul was angry with a righteous anger. A righteous anger is different in this way. It's an anger that is towards um, or an anger against all the things that oppose God. Um, that's the righteous anger. So he was angry that the guys were opposing his ministry and his message because, his me because he received this message straight from Jesus and also was approved by the rest of the apostles. Jesus Christ to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. So over the past 16 weeks, we've journeyed together through Galatians. And maybe you can recall a sermon title or some other details linked to that. Or maybe you are new. You have no idea what we went through. Um, but we'd like to encourage you to go and listen to our podcast at www.harvestcity.co.za. I think it will be helpful just to get some details as I'm doing a closure or an overview or a sum up of Galatians. So today as we sum up Galatians, I wonder what stood out to you. Probably a lot of things did stood out. Uh, or I wonder also what's been your thoughts or highlights so far of this series. If you were to pick anything, what would it be? My highlight was Peter, was when Peter Watts came in shade on remembering the poor. I don't know if you guys will remember him, but we were still at Trinity. He came in shade on remembering the poor. Um, it was the message about how our little efforts of kindness matter both in the church and outside of the community. We don't have to do remembering the poor or loving the needy, but even little efforts do matter. And more than so, what matters the most is that we are obeying God, not doing it out of guilt or shame. For me, that was one of the biggest highlights. Um, I've got a, a very interesting fact um, to, as we sum up this series. One, that um, Paul, when he's writing his message, he makes few emphasizes on the words um, that he uses. Law has 31, law is mentioned 31 times. Christ is mentioned 43 times. And faith is mentioned 22 times. Why is this important? I think Paul wanted his, his readers to walk away with three main things from Galatians. Having grasped a clear understanding of 
of them, which is law, Christ, faith. We can also put it in this way, labor, the structure of Galatians. So let's look at law a little bit. Law says obey, obey for your sins or you are condemned. So it's very binary. There's no middle ground. Like, ah, maybe sometimes. No, it's, it's, it's binary. You obey or you are condemned. Um, so on Galatians, Galatians 3, verse 1 to 4, you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you before, before whose eyes Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. You did not receive the spirit by the works of the law or hearing or by hearing with faith. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having began by, by the Spirit, you are now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain to the law? Um, as I've mentioned just now, that the law had only two options. It's either you obey or you're condemned. And the guys here at the Galatian church were going back to the law, which I'll explain also a little bit just now, how that looked like. Went across to them that, hey guys, the gospel was preached to you, you received Christ, you received the Holy Spirit, which works in you, so why are you really going back to performance-based uh, religion? The very beautiful quote that sums up uh, what law meant to do for us. It's by Charles Spurgeon. I'm dead. The law has slain me. I'm therefore free from its power. Because in my surety, I have borne the curse. In the person of my substitute, the whole that the law could do by way of condemnation has been executed upon me, for I am crucified with Christ. Why are you guys going back to the law? You died through law, forgiven to the law. Moreover, the law reveals sin. You are not, as, you are not good as you think. Don't think too highly of yourself. The law made us guilty of sin. You are not innocent. You deserve punishment. The law indebted us. Your good works in the future cannot pay your past wrongs. The law prepared us for salvation. Theater uh, was a person that interceded on behalf of Israel's sins and God to purify them. The law was temporal until the promised seed, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the end of all law. All law is fulfilled through Jesus. The law revealed the value of Jesus, of Jesus, the true lamp that takes away all of our sins once and for all. Looking backwards, having done all the work and outdone all the work of the law and what means, and guys in the church, we're going backwards. Going backwards, um, the dilemma was that it was the Jews that believe in circumcision that were forcing these law-based practices on new believers. So Paul here is angry at 
two people. One, the Jewish people that are coming to these gentle churches and enforcing people to live through, um, through the law. And two, the gentle people or the gentle churches that now were living what they had and going towards abiding to the law. So the movement is happening in two ways. From the Jews enforcing the circumcision law and from the Gentiles taking this old law and living by it. And Paul is just wanting to set the record clear that what was the law and what law meant and why I'm not getting this. Um, can't take this. Uh, that you guys are not living according to the gospel that you once had. So what does um, law does to us? Um, or, or what did the law before um, God's people in the Gentile churches? In a way, they were saying that it's Jesus and your good morals. It's Jesus and culture. It's Jesus and your performance. Um, it's Jesus and other things. And Paul was saying, no, it's Jesus plus nothing. It's not your, uh, your church uh, list boxes of ticking how many times I've come to church, um, how many good works I've done, um, how many things did I get right, um, how am I doing in my spiritual life, um, and doing those tick, ticks. Ticks, ticks. It's like, no, it's Jesus plus nothing. Don't go back literally to the law. And also, don't go back to the law by living performance-based life, but not living through the Spirit of Christ. It's Jesus plus nothing. Don't put Jesus in front of you. I have to get this thing right. Then I'll be a true believer. I have to do this. I have to be part of this. I Putting ahead and between you and Jesus. And the wonder for us, what are those things that sometimes we like to place with high priority that in a way equated our faith with them um, in terms of how we are doing in our spiritual point. Grace, your place, in our place. Therefore, you are free. There's no more condemnation and powerful. The law prohibits Grace invites and gives. The sinner, grace redeems the sinner. The law says do, grace says it's done. The law says continue to be holy, grace says it is finished. The law curses, grace blesses. The law slays the sinner, grace makes the sinner alive. The law shuts every mouth before God, grace opens the mouth to praise God. The law condemns the best man. Grace saves the worst man. The law says, pay what you owe. Grace says, I freely forgive you all. Grace says, the gift of God is eternal life. The law says, the soul that sins shall die. Grace says, believe and live. The law reveals sin. And grace atones for sin. So this is a beautiful comparison in between and why Paul is just believers so that they can understand the value of Christ's lives. That new mercies every morning. I think 
we need to learn to accept our past as it was while we are formed by Jesus Christ through his grace. We formed in the last 15 days, in the last two months, well, I'm not a good believer or I'm not a good Christian. But Jesus says, today I've saved you. Yesterday I saved you, saved you. There is new grace. It's really, really cool about grace is that it empowers us to do what we couldn't do before. Law, law only revealed our sins. And that meant one thing, that we wouldn't need Jesus. But what Jesus does do grace, he empowers us to do what we couldn't do before him. So all of the sudden, we feel empowered rightly with him. Gated by the law, that we are motivated. Jesus is interested in our heart. That we move from a place of obligation, motivation by love. I love Jesus. Is or requires of me or wants or where is Jesus leading me? Then I will go because I love him. I want to save him. Do this thing. I love Jesus. And my love for Jesus leads me to people, leads me to his church, and it leads me to worship. Very um, interesting phrase that helped us um, a lot or maybe change the way we think around church. Because church at times can be very difficult um, when we do things uh, based on performance, for skin, and based on other related things and rate citizen in the kingdom. It's a preach, preach by Jamie. Second week, if not the third week, we preach no second rate citizen in the kingdom. Out of Galatians 3, 26 to 8. So in Christ Jesus... You are all children of God through faith into Christ. Have, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In the body of Christ, we are all one, no second rate citizen, no divide of those who are performing well, doing well, loving Jesus more than you do, but we are all accepted and the same, equal in our roles that we play. Thing worth noting is that we don't get to believe that there are no second-rate citizens in the kingdom. Message of grace. It takes grace. The sin in us is redeemed. And therefore, we can share this grace with others in the community and in the church. And this grace changes how we treat other people. That we remember the poor grace, that we are motivated at all times. Last point, life. All of your salvation. Galatians 5. So I say, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh, so that you are not to do the you want. Wanting us close relationship with the Holy Spirit, 
a relationship that is also fruitful, produces fruits um, of kindness, meekness, uh, gentle spirit. All those fruits, we can only obtain them from the Spirit. So as so long as we get to stay closer to the Holy Spirit, we are able to exhibit or be fruitful in that way. But the moment it's with the Holy Spirit, begin to see things that you not like, you let you don't like the Holy Spirit and living in an awe of our salvation. Because we know we've been forgiven and we know our debt. It's a beautiful thing. And I think it's good for us to take the words of Jesus very seriously too. So when Jesus say, grace I give to you, you are free. You are forgiven. My message I knew every day. I love you. We should take those words very seriously too. Very seriously as it was mandatory. As we close from verse 6, Galatians 5 to verse 6, it sums up the whole of Galatians very well. Set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm, yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no value to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision, the obligation to keep the whole law severed from Christ. You are this. For through the Spirit, by faith, awaiting for the hope of righteousness, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. The main point, law, spirit, tea, and life. And life. Um, Eugene will pray for us now, but I think just... <laughs> my English is really bad on a good day. Um, but that summary of Galatians, um, labor, liberty, and life, I think... Um, does from the futility of our labor into the liberty of Christ. By his Holy Spirit has given us life and life in abundance. I've, I've enjoyed Galatians, going through, through Galatians. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think just pinning down the gospel, reminding ourselves again and again and again, saved because we come to church, we're not saved by our attempt to be good people, we're not saved by anything like that. We're saved because Christ has freely given himself for us and through his act invites us by his Holy Spirit into life and liberty. For us and then we'll close. Okay. I'm not saved through love, but we are saved through you, Jesus. And Father, we pray that we are saved through grace, not based on performance, sink into us. And that Jesus, may you empower us to be motivated through love, keeping in step with you, Holy Spirit.
God where we haven't accepted our past wrongs. That God, we may accept the past as it was and not go back, but receive your grace and your freedom. Errors, we haven't really forgiven ourselves. Not just Holy Spirit. Deep wounds, brutes the guilt and the shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. As free King, we ask. Jesus, that may we be motivated by your work on the cross and by your love towards us, that you love us so much that you willingly went to the cross to die for our sins, so that we may be made righteous again. May we live with understanding and in over for our salvation, the cost, what it meant, and never lose sight of that. Help us to be aware of the red flags where we're going the other way that is not your way. And to remember the loving thing to do in those times. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eugene. for the spiritual piano right now. He always makes a difference. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here this uh, this morning. Really good to have you all here. Well done for braving the roads on Comrades Day. And uh, please remember, no church here next week. Um, so I know a lot of us will be away on camp.